Rando Banter, Larry and Duff. Duff, here we are finally after, uh, I don't know what, two years of talking about this? Episode 1.01. Are we doing seasons? 1.01, season one, episode one. We should have thought about this before we started, but I, I like it. No, we can work this out with the folks listening. That's no big deal. You know, everybody can have their input. Uh, I do feel like, though, <laughs> every time we're at a brewery, what, two, three beers in, the conversations come up. Podcast. Um, Joanna had this great idea of Duff Learn Stuff, a uh, YouTube channel. Yep. I think has some... Uh, well, she just wants me to do more around the house. So <laughs> <do I. laughs> That's what it is. She's like, I got a honeydew list and he needs to learn some I, stuff. I see so. what she's up to. <laughs> it's kind of smart. Kind of smart. And I think it was mostly around you t- teaching me how to cook on the griddle. So, What's hilarious is, though, you, in terms of grilling, you are 100 times better of a cook than I am grilling. But then when it comes to random shit like griddles and smokers, that's kind of my alley. So it's funny me teaching you to do something on a grill, but I guess it's a... No, I needed it. I could barely season it. I actually burnt half of my leg off with a, just the seasoning <laughs> oil that was on there. And yeah. For, for we, we bought them for their housewarming gift when they bought this beautiful house that we're in today here in Tampa, Florida. Um, a, a Blackstone flat top, a bunch of us from Massachusetts, Mike, Jesse, Q, Barry, all those guys. We all pitched in and bought a nice housewarming gift in the Blackstone griddle, 36-inch. Yep, and it's, um, it was amazing when the weather was nice, and then when the weather got hot, it's... 95 degrees and you're standing over a 500 degree griddle <laughs> yeah that's a little rough that's the worst about florida <laughs> you know everybody uh, i had to get out of new england with the snow and the cold and we'll get into all that stuff but um grilling in the summer <laughs> yeah. doing anything outside in the summer is yeah yeah uh you know we golf in the summer occasionally and it's uh hot in the morning i don't quite go afternoon golfing you do though don't you you're you're a nut i'll go anytime yep you're out of your mind i would be front shirt back shirt like dripping three hats in because i soaked them all gross by about the 12th hole i'm crawling in and out of the cart and it's not because i'm drinking because that's another thing (laughs) i've stopped doing as well on the golf course yeah Yeah. you imagine the amount of fluids you lose and then you put alcohol on top of that you just played a nice course around here didn't you yeah, it was a resort down uh, about an hour south of here. It's called Stream Song. But okay. Beautiful course. They actually make you get a caddy. So I've never had that experience, but it was uh, it was pretty awesome. When you, when the caddy knows wh- where to tell you to hit it and you actually follow that, it's, it makes for a good round, I will say that. Do So do you have the choice of the caddy, or you have to just hire somebody who's already an established caddy there? I think you get stuck with a caddy unless you pre-request it. So I think that sometimes can be an option. Could you pre-request me? As a caddy? As a caddy. <laughs> Just, I'll be on the cart, driving the cart, drinking. Be like, Hit it over there, you asshole. <laughs> Actually, you have to ride on the back of the cart if you're the caddy. So. Oh, fuck. The cart wouldn't move if I'm on the back of the cart. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Wait, I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus to start. <laughs> we just did a um, Red Sox game uh, with Megan's parents on Labor Day. Emma, Megan, and I. And we sat front row in Tropicana, which, you know, hold your applause, not a big deal. Only about 3,500 people were in attendance in like a, what do you think that stadium holds? Well, it depends if they open up the top bowl or not, which they haven't done in a long time. Yeah, top bowl closed. 
Um, <laughs> and, you know, we've gone to Tropicana before, you know, we came down and picked you up for college a couple years, or, or 2004 or five, whatever it was. And um, I, I think I was the loudest person there. Yes, like and me you were and the Mason. furthest away from the action as well. Right. And yeah. <laughs> we got like $20 seats, which I guess that could be front row at Tropicana, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Like twenty dollars seats, we're we're pretty far off, and yeah, I was definitely the loudest guy there. Do you remember the guy who used to go to the the Rays games? He used to sit in those like leather seats behind home plate. Yep. And was <laughs> would just the only you could hear him on TV. <laughs> this was a while yeah. ago. I don't yep. I don't think he's been there in a while. He might have died or moved away or something. <laughs> but you remember that guy? Yeah, vaguely. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You could just hear anytime the Red Sox would play them on TV, you'd hear that guy. It was always clean, you know, good good humored, I guess. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we're at the game, um, front row. <clears throat> the only thing I didn't like about it is they had, they've you know, now extended the net so no one gets their face smashed, smashed off with <laughs> a baseball now. So, but we're like, you know, we're third bases, picture, I don't know, one section past that. And the screen ends like the next section down. And there's a bunch of balls that keep going by us. And, you know, every time the players are walking by us, Emma's trying to, like, put her fist up on the screen to get fist bumped. And um, <clears throat> so she, somebody finally, like, the, I don't know, the eighth inning or something, Red Sox are losing, but they hit a ground ball over by us. And you see her, like, behind the screen trying to grab the ball. So <laughs> um, the ball guy, ball kid just keeps giving it to the same guy because there's, like, basically one dude at the end of the screen he can give it to. And to that guy's credit, he's distributing the balls for him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he works for the stadium. I don't know. But he ends up later on seeing Emma going crazy, and she's up dancing every time they're they're you know playing music in between innings, and she's trying to get on the big screen, and she's she's having being a kid at a baseball game. So eventually, the cat gets a ball, throws it over to me, you know, for her, and everybody cheers, and nice little moment. Yeah, it's a nice moment. Yeah, I've been to I don't know fifty baseball games. I've never once got a ball. <laughs> Emma's at like her second or third, and she's got. I'm not as cute as she is, obviously, but uh, close. <laughs> and she's a cute. She's a cutie. So <laughs> saying that about you, uh, well, not to make it awkward. Uh, it did. No, <laughs> we have derailed. No. <laughs> so actually, it's funny you mentioned about catching a foul ball. I, I had a coworker this week said her her boyfriend went to the game, and she was she wasn't watching, and apparently he caught a foul ball. And she had texted me, "Oh, you watching the game? Like it's, it's baseball. First of all, I don't watch it anyways." <laughs> But I was like, all right, I'll, I'll tape the replay. I'll give it a shot and uh, see if it's there. Well, the reason I was going to talk to you about the, the game, I was just like, I don't think they show the crowds when there's not a lot of people there because they don't – I don't know if they don't want the illusion that nobody's going to the games. But so, yeah, I watched the whole inning where, like, he forgot who, who hit it too. So I don't know how much of a baseball fan he was anyways. But um, so, yeah, went through the whole sixth inning, which was painful, just watching one inning of baseball. But, yeah, they didn't show the crowd once. For catching foul balls, and he, I, I used to joke that people in Tropicana couldn't catch a, a foul ball. Anyways, it was they, it was painful still to watch it. They cannot. We, we yeah. saw that several times where there's a ball hit towards somebody and out, in and out of their hands. Or, um, it's uh, it's crazy how many times they like hit the facades and come back down, and people aren't paying attention. You yeah, know, that's where they need the screens is under those when they hit them. I think you had mentioned watching a baseball game at a warehouse. I think that's how you called it. <laughs> uh, I stole that from somebody. I don't. I don't remember where I heard that. But um, yeah, you walk in there and it's you look up and 
it, you see like uh, in the back and all their signage and the video boards and then above it, it's just concrete wall and it's, yeah. it's empty. It's echoey. It's nobody goes. So it looks like a warehouse. Just somebody happened to put seats in a yep. fake baseball <laughs> field. You know, it's and a team, sh- a two team showed up to play. So yeah, it could be the sandlot for all we know. You so know? do you think, I know Red Sox fans usually attend games. Well, is this, a sign of baseball you think or is this a sign of the red sox season because crazy to say they're they're in last place you know out of five to eight games below 500 which is no 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 they were right at 500 okay they, they're Sorry. probably five now because they haven't won in like a week but when we went yeah i think they were a game or two above 500 it was actually that if they were in the central division they would only be like two and a half out of first so it just happens to be that everybody hmm. in the at least is decent, <clears throat> but um, this is just a sign, I think, of how bad the Red Sox are right now. Because I've been to probably five or six Red Sox Rays games in Tropicana since we moved here, and this is by far the worst attendance. So it's definitely a sign of that. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, enough about the terrible Red Sox. It's football season now, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was crazy, man. Like, we're starting this podcast, and, you know, we, we were talking the other night, just, you know, different things we can do and go over, and you start reminiscing, and it's like, I've known you now since 2000, you know, and it's, where the hell does time go, you know? Back then, I was a 16-year-old kid starting at Olympia Sports, which that place now, seeing that it's going out of business, up it's a, you know, sporting goods store in New England. It's like I still have lifelong friends that we met there. My yep. wife met there. You, you know, met there. If it wasn't for meeting you there, it's unlikely I would live in Florida. It's unlikely I would have ever gone to Florida, really. Yep. You know? <laughs> Remember that first trip, 2003, right? 2003, 2000, yeah, 2003. <clears throat> what year did you get out of college? Uh, December of 04. <clears throat> so it was 04 then. Because we were picking you up before, yeah, because we did Hampton in 03, right? Yes. Yeah, we did a trip to Hampton in 03 with, you know, Mike and well, Rose, Barrett, a bunch of people. We Aaron. stayed in the shack that was no bigger than this room. Yes. <laughs> it's tiny. No air conditioning. Right. But, but awesome. But it was awesome. a hell of a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so we came down here in 04, we were picking you up at the end of whatever that semester was going into the summer. LaRose and I drove down here in his, I uh, remember his old Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi Galant. Yep. <laughs> Thing is a hunk of shit. And um, yeah, so it's true. I think we worked like a Sunday at Olympia. And you drove straight through. Yeah. And then, so we worked like a, whatever the hours were, 10 to 7. And then got in the car with probably four cases of Red Bull. <laughs> And Mike was weird back then about driving. Mike wouldn't, he, I don't think he let me drive until we got to Jacksonville. So he almost yep. fell asleep behind the wheel about 10 times. <laughs> and when you got to Jacksonville, I gave you the bad news. Or when you get, when you crossed the border from Georgia to Florida, you get the bad news because yeah. you guys are all excited. Yeah. We're just like, hey, man, we're in Florida. So pumped, man. We're on the way. We're almost there. And then yep, I said, you still got about three and a half, four hours. Are you the, kidding me? The air was taken out of the sails. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> so that's when Mike finally caved and he's like, if I drive another mile, I'm going into a tree. So, um, and there's, it's not that I'm a bad driver. He's just 
the type that it was his, he wanted to drive. That was what entertained him to get him. And I didn't care. So I do remember it was the first time I left New England driving down there. It's a big deal. I had never been into the state of New York. So I had been, you know, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, you know, the, the New Hampshire, uh, New England state. The New Hampshire states. <laughs> I will cut you're that out. You're a geography major? No, that I think out. you're a geography major. I think you get that. <laughs> but anyway, so as we're going down, you know, I, cell phones and texting were a thing. But you had to hit the no, you had to hit each number a few times. Yeah, I think that's number three. <laughs> to get to a C. It was you had, you had to hit one three times. Yeah. Ah, the good old days. Yeah, but my so my younger brother had my mom's phone, and I was texting every time I got to a new state because this is the first the furthest south I'd ever been each time. You know, so we get down, and you know, I instantly fell in love with Florida, and didn't care that it was hot. I mean, I was like, man, is it always this hot? I'm going to die. I feel like I'm on the surface of the sun. Yeah. Well, going back to that, I actually didn't believe you till you pulled into the parking lot. I thought you guys were just joking. <laughs> you're just putting you on. I, that, there was a part of me that I was like, and I only know you knew you for a, a couple of years, so I was like, all right, well. But it was a it was a good trip, and I think you're sold on road trips now. I think you like road trips for the most part. Yeah, I, I love them. Um, <clears throat> you know, the older we get, it's not quite as you know fun anymore, but. I loved it back then. We did it again the next year. We did it in 05. Actually, that's when we took my parents' minivan and picked my brother up from USF. So Yeah, the rose was done at that point. I mean, he, <laughs> he went the, I went one way. I love road trips. Mike decided he wanted to drive the whole way and all of a sudden hated road trips. So, uh, yeah, there's your mom. We told her we were going to go. It was me, you, and Mace, though. Yep. She's like, why don't you take the minivan? You know, she's got it all taken care of, serviced up, whatever, new tires. I don't know what she did, but. Um. <laughs> I think it was awkward, too, because we, we were bringing my brother home from college, and yeah. we had to use all the storage, and I believe we took the middle seat out, so it was really awkward. It was, you had two, yeah. you had the two bucket seats in the front, and then the bench in the back, and all the crap in the middle, so it was, it was kind of an awkward ride. <laughs> yeah, it was a strange setup. We were heading down, we were going to drive down, hang out with Aaron, and then bring Aaron back. That was after his, was two, it? Yeah, May of 05, yep. Yeah, so that would have been his probably junior year, I think. Well, no, he spent two years in college and got about eight credits, so <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't the most efficient getting through college. Wasn't but. that the year he broke his arm, too, or no? Yep. Yeah. Like he broke his forearm. Radius playing. and, yeah, radius and all the, both of them. Both of them. Ooh, painful. He took it in stride, though. Yeah. And that's where I, you know, I don't even want to get into that. The, uh, the, uh, how do I word this? Regurgitating. <laughs> <laughs> I have th oh, yes. three instances of that now. You got to save one for each show, you know? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do one at a time. No, let's just pass on those. Um, <laughs> uh, double cheeseburgers after a night of drinking does not work out well. Yeah, yeah. And the, one of the funniest stories from, from all of that. Was it the first we went down and we were staying with you guys? It was you, Jeff, and Boza, right? We're roommates. No, that was the second time. And we go into the room and did he not know? Did Jeff not know we were staying? No, Jeff wanted us to stay. Yeah, okay. So we weren't staying there, but Jeff's like, no, just you drink here, stay here. That's what it was. So there's this, you know, spare room, but I guess when you, no one's paying for the room, the dorms lock it off and yep. you can't get into it. 
And so, yeah, we're all drinking and hanging out, and he just decides he goes over and he kicks the door. He kicks it off the hinges straight. Yeah. yeah, kicks it right off. Yeah, the furniture's still in there. There's a mattress with no sheets, but, yep, yeah. he kicks the door off the hinges and <laughs> says, you guys stay here. You guys are staying here. Did anything, whatever ended up happening with that? The door got repaired. Door got repaired. <laughs> they got a roommate. <laughs> So no, uh, is there security deposits lost or anything? I don't know. That was after I moved out, so. Oh, so you don't know. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You never followed up on that one? Yeah, we could actually probably follow up with Justin Boza when we have him on the show to to see how that all played out after the fact. (laughs) At the same night, we were doing doing keg stands on that. uh, Yep, that was us. It was a Cinco de Mayo, so we started out yeah. with a case of Corona just for the festivities, and then um, a keg of, I don't know if it was Keystone or Bud Light or something, but uh, yeah. I think we tried to kill it between 12 of us, and <laughs> we, it, we tried. We tried. <laughs> it, was a, it was a valiant effort, but... Right, but we failed. I mean, as we should have. I mean, you think back in 2005, that was... Before I was 21, by a couple months. Oh, so I think the uh, statute of limitations has expired <laughs> on that. So we're we're, we're good there. Um, we also saw one of the cool things I still tell people about to this day is we saw Bill Burr on one of those trips. I think that was one. I think it was your Mike. first one. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> we saw Bill Burr, who's now probably. Just played Fenway Park. He so. just played Fenway. He's like top five biggest stand-up comic, stand-up comics right now. And he's got a Jersey accent there. He's a comic. I don't know what that was. Comic stand-up. I guess that's Boston. Yeah, it could be either one. Anyway, so we saw him at Side Splitters, which is a little. Um, I don't know. What do you think that is? Two hundred seat room. I think a two hundred seater. Yeah. yeah. And they were free tickets. You just had it was a two item minimum. Yeah. So we just got an email that said, "Hey, you want to come and you want to come to the club? Two item minimum. You get ten free tickets, and that worked out perfect. And I think we saw. I think his thirty minute comedy central special is out. So yeah. And ever since then, I mean, I've probably seen him like four times since then. But you have to, you gotta be up there ten or twelve, right? Yeah, because we would go back after we saw him here, and you know, we learned about him, and realized he's from Boston. This guy's from. Granted, he like had lived in New York at the time, but he was back all the time." Um, there was one year, I think, did you go when we went in that snowstorm? Yep. And we went to the Comedy Connection with Charlie Murphy and yeah, yeah. Ashley Larry. Don, Dono Rollins, I think was his name, but yeah, Ashley Larry. Yeah. Yeah. That was his stage name. The I'm Rich Bitch Tour. Yeah. Tony Rock too, right? Uh, I think Charlie Murphy was the, I think it was just those three. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was the host. I feel like there was somebody else. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we're in, it's in the middle of a blizzard. And I remember Jesse driving in, dri- driving us in just like a champ. Yeah, we were worried the show wasn't even going to happen. So we, yeah. yeah. And we're sitting there and we have, um, so the comedy connection is like a rectangle with the stage being like in the middle on one of the long walls. And we're against like to the right of the stage, like against the wall. And that's also the door where the comics come out of. And Bill Burr is just like standing there leaning against that area essentially 10 feet from us so we just start you know hey bill you know yelling to him and he, he actually started having a conversation with us. Over. Yeah, i invited him to watch the patriots game the next day yeah they were playing like the steelers weren't they 
Yeah. He's like, no, I'm here to hang out with my parents. I can't come hang out with you idiots. So. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was so cool. You know, and then you think of those moments now and this guy, like you said, he just played Fenway park. That oh, was pretty cool. Um, you know, that's kind of what got me into my, my love for stand-up was starting with all that stuff. And, you know, went on, Justin Smith and I booked our own shows, you know, for a while. Nobody of Bill Burr's stature, but, yep. you know, we had Gilbert Godfrey and, uh, you know, Dave Coulier and Lenny Clark, big in Boston, you know. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite <laughs> things is discovering somebody down, like, all right, starting out and then just really hitting it big. Uh, Jim Jeffries is another one we saw at Side Splitters, actually. Took my wife there before we were married. That was an interesting um, comedian experience because he's not necessarily the most family-friendly fr- uh, comedian. But Right, right. There's a lot of guys from Boston that, you know, I either knew of or worked with that, you know, have made it big. Like Joe List I had seen when he was, what was that, 2012? Like, I saw him at Halligan's before I booked shows at Halligan's, but saw him at Halligan's. <laughs> so, you Which know, is and, essentially a, a, a bar slash event area, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a banquet hall. Gotcha. Yep. So, we saw him there. And, you know, there's a lot. Like, there's a kid, Orlando Baxter, who's he's awesome. He'll, I, I don't know, he, he's touring a lot now and doing cruise ships and that sort of thing. And Will Noonan, who's in all these commercials and, you know, small project movies, things like that. So, you know, there's a scene there still, you know, and you still have all the Lenny Clark, Tony V, you know, Steve Sweeney, those guys still in the Boston scene, still kind of, you know, bringing on the next generation and bringing on the next generation. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. A lot of great stories of those Boston <clears throat> comics coming up and they just look at Steve Sweeney and Lenny Clark as just like legends that are just in that area that that is cool to see him bring up the next generation of comics and yeah. It's funny how they talk in generations too. Oh, I came up in this class, the class of this. Right. Yeah. There's, you know, you yeah. had that class with Bill Burr and Dane Cook and kind Patrice of Louis O'Neill. K, Patrice. Yeah. And, you know, Joe Rogan Bo- came up Bobby and all Kelly, that. Right? Bobby yeah. Kelly came up and all that. There's so many people, like, you don't realize that were from Boston, you know, that came out of that scene. Jay Leno, Conan O'Brien. So it's crazy. It's crazy. But, um, what, do you, what do you think breeds that? level of comedian from Boston or the Northeast. I mean, it's just, I mean, you, you gotta be, you gotta have a thick skin and a good sense of humor to. Yeah. To, I feel like there's more, I don't know, good for lack of a better term, ball busting in Boston and in the Northeast. Everybody's so, you know, hardworking, but they're like rough too, you know? <laughs> So you just kind of have to, I, I think it might have even been Bill Burr who said you you basically grow up getting heckled. Yeah. So it's either like I, I need to heckle you before you heckle me. <laughs> I need to bust on you before you get me. And you just grow up like that. And, you know, some people find comedy in that path. And there's a lot of people who probably could have that didn't, you know, that are just naturally funny people. But never, you know, never really got into comedy and you know that line of work. But they're just so quick and sarcastic, and I think that resonates. That's a that's a great comedy trait, you know. Versus like a Seinfeld storytelling, which is also yeah. has you know awesome. You know, I have no problem with that either. But you know, they're just quick, quick, yeah. whipping out jokes fast. It's like a machine gun. Yeah. 
you know. <laughs> I think that's what we gravitate to, it, us, our group of friends, and I forget which friend said it, but he's like, you know, you'll, you'll be talking in a group of, of our friends, and then you'll have somebody else that can hear you in, you know, an earshot, and they just go, oh, my God, do you guys even, like, like each other? And <laughs> I mean, every like yeah. almost every time it just turns into a roast, you know, like some of the some of the times we go on vacation in a, in a group together. It's just I mean, it, it, we don't have to leave the house. It's just yeah. hang out by the pool, playing a wiffle ball game or something. And it's just just constant just badgering. But um, I don't think anybody gets their feelings hurt. It takes it takes a lot. And um, yeah. I, what's the one rule we have? It's like, you know, it, the only time we'll get offended if it is if it's not funny. Yeah. So. Yeah, you can hammer me pretty good, but if it's if it's not funny, I have a problem with yeah. it. You know, we're standing around at Jesse's wedding, and so Jesse's mom comes, and I hadn't seen Jesse's mom. Jesse lived up the street from me until like I want to say it was like ninety eight, ninety eight, ninety nine. We moved from like North Oxford down to South Oxford. <clears throat> so Jesse and I were sort of neighbors, and I, so I saw his mom at the wedding, which was probably the first time I'd seen her in twenty four years. And I, not not being rude, I guess I was just, I didn't think she would know who I was or, you know, she'd probably remember if I introduced myself, but I just thought I didn't. So I saw her talking to somebody and then kind of walk over to me and said, like, hi to me and all that. And then as, as she walks away, I was like, wow, like, she hasn't seen me in forever. I wonder how she knows who I am. And Mike goes, she probably thought you were the guy who ate Larry. <laughs> <laughs> And, and like, it's like, oh my god, I lost my shit when he said that. It was so funny. <laughs> like, I, I, we've heard it both because I think you were there too for that. But um, yeah, it's just stuff like that constantly, over and over again. You know, it was hilarious. But yeah, I think even my grandmother um, made funny at that time. Where uh, I think we were drinking on the beach. We had a lot. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, you just got absolutely roasted down here again, not knowing Florida. <laughs> Yeah. I don't roasted. think you didn't see the playbook on Florida like when you came down here the first time. <laughs> roasted, so, roasted though, meaning uh, by the sun this time. Yes, <laughs> oh, and Larry's about the shade of a tomato, and uh, so we go to one of my family kind of gatherings, and my grandmother goes, "Oh my God, Larry, your legs are so swollen," <laughs> <laughs> and they were too. I was like, so my thinking was. You know, I'll be in the water up to my knees most of the time. So I, I had sunscreen everywhere else. I was good. But, like, the top of my feet and knees down, red, swollen. Yeah. Your grandmother was like, oh, my God, Larry. But, yeah, and then, you, and then you're like, no, it's because I'm fat. And yeah, like, no, I think you I'm just fat. <laughs> my legs aren't swollen. They certainly were. <laughs> I'm just fat. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was like the first. That was the second time, yeah. Second time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then you ended up moving down here, what? A couple of years. It took a, a few more winters after I moved back home after college, and I think after the second or third winter back home, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I lasted a lot longer than that. But, yeah, it was those trips. Then we started doing the Outer Banks trips, which. Yep, meeting in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you had. I think no, I, I had two trips from Massachusetts to to the Outer Banks, Did you? and then I moved down here. Then it was good because it was meeting in the middle. Right. So that had to be... Oh seven, oh eight. Oh Yeah, our first one, I think... Oh, was, no, sorry, oh five, oh six. Yeah, I think our first one was six. Yep. Yeah, it had to be six. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, six and seven six because and seven. I moved in the su- summer of 07. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we did the Outer Banks. Yeah, six, seven. Oh, eight, I got married. So we, Megan and I didn't go. And then we, we got down there. We were ready to grab the keys and they knew you, which was great. The people that uh, had hosted us and uh, we had rented the house from. So they knew you. They knew you were a good tenant or a renter, I guess. It was before mm. Airbnb. Yeah. Joe, uh, Joe Lamb Jr. and Associates. Yes. Or whatever it is. <laughs> So we show up without Larry, and uh, we looked a little younger. Um, <laughs> yeah, you sent Aaron in to get the keys. Yeah. Aaron looked all of the 2022 20, he was. <laughs> and the, the whole thing was we would get there early, and uh, we would start at the bar, which was probably not a good idea to go pick up the keys to a million-dollar home. It would show up a little buzz to pick up the keys, and... Um, yeah, we actually got in there and they were they were like, well, we can't give you the keys. Like, you know, we don't know you. And Aaron actually came back out to the cars. We're all waiting there. Actually, half of us went to the, to the store to buy all the beer. Uh, and then it actually took Aaron saying your name. Oh, no, we're here at Larry Smith. Oh, okay, Larry, he's good. <laughs> so that's all right, it took. Probably me up in the system. Oh, two yeah. years of, you know, no problems. But yeah, could you imagine we get there, everybody's all packed up, ready to go, and then you just have to turn around and drive another 12 hours the opposite way? Yeah, that would have been brutal. And it wasn't anything because, you know, I did anything. It was just I would walk in there the first year or two, and they're like, so when we did it in 06, that would make me 22, I believe. So, but I looked probably 32 at the time. You know, I've always had that I look older than I am kind of thing. When I first met you, I was 17 or 18 with one of our buddies who was a year older than me. Yeah. And we asked you if you could buy us beer. <laughs> and you're like, uh, I'm 16. Yeah. Yeah. How does a 16-year-old buy beer well. around here? Yeah. But I mean, you're, uh, yeah, the, I had the bald head with the goatee and definitely yeah, I had the older look, I guess. Um so yeah, that worked out well. Like yeah. the first few years that uh, you were able to pick up the key and yeah, yeah, I'll go in there. And it wasn't; it was just because I looked older. So they were like, "Okay, yeah, this guy's renting the house. Here you go." And then you show up there. I'm not there. It's Aaron, who looks considerably younger than I did at the time. And <laughs> but yeah, so then you give my name and bring it up. And, um, but those trips, man, those were God, some of the funnest things we've ever done too. You know, obviously you get a group of. They were sometimes. 10, 12, and we had up to 20 people in a 10-bedroom house, you know, with a four floors, an elevator, a, a movie theater room, pool yeah. table, pool, hot tub, and then you just walk across the street and there's the ocean. Yeah, I think it was eight eight trips total, right? I think that's what it was. Yeah, we did about half of those, yep. but yeah, about eight trips total. We went three in the first six, house, seven. three in the, the big house, and then back two in the... First house. You guys went back to the first house twice. Uh, I believe so. <laughs> I don't lose track. They all. They all because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's three of us that have gone to every single one. Yeah, it's gotta so be you, after, Mike, you. Yeah, and after yeah. that many brain cells are lost, uh, it's yeah. <laughs> they all mold together. Right. Right. Yeah, we ended up uh, not being able to go so much. I, we we started. You had moved here oh seven oh eight whatever it was and. Or 06, was it? So we started kind of knowing we needed to get out of Massachusetts. Like 2010, we're like, okay, we need to we need to get out of here. I hate the winter. I hate the cold. We know we love the Carolinas 
and we love Florida. So the originally conversation was one of those two spots. And then, you know, we, we had just kind of come out of the 2009 crash. We had bought our house in 2008. So we're underwater on our house for a while. So it's like, oh, let's come up with like a five-year plan and hopefully we can do it sooner. But obviously it didn't happen. It was actually a six-year plan in the end. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I guess, what it took for the housing market to get back to so where we could make a little bit on the sale of our house. Um, <clears throat> and... You know, obviously, also, we, we had bought a house. We had no money, really, at the time, other than the money to buy the house. So we financed everything. To, so you bury, your, bury yourself in debt for a few years. <laughs> you <laughs> got to start somewhere. Yeah, so that's how we started. And, you know, worked our way through that and then started saving for the house. Well, eventually, you know, well, let's have kids. And let's, all right, now let's move before the kid's in school. And so it all worked out perfectly, though. And yep, good planning. So any regrets or are you perfectly happy with the move? I mean, no, I'm no, I, I wouldn't change it. Um, there's a lot that I feel like you, you told me would be the case in some of the instances and then things that I just didn't even realize. Like, I figured I could easily move to Florida, come back home three times, you know, have family come down here two or three times a year. And, you know, you the, the missing of people wouldn't be nearly as bad. But, I mean, I miss the shit out of my mom. And, you know, I still have my grandmother on one side, my grandfather on the other side, and they're – you know, my dad and my, everybody else. It's like you, you don't realize how much you're going to miss these people. Yep. <laughs> so, and it's and it's just when life happens, it's not as easy as you think for everybody to see each other two, three times a year. So sometimes it's like like I didn't I haven't seen my mom. Um, shit, when the hell was the last time? Well, she doesn't like getting on planes either. So. Yeah, yeah, that, well, that's a big thing. Yeah, she's just, as far as we know, she hasn't been on a plane before in her life. So, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, she doesn't like, even like driving on the highway. So if somebody goes on the highway, she she might be in the car, but she ain't driving. Yeah, so we saw her last September for a friend's wedding, yeah, right? Yeah, we were up for Jesse's wedding, and then before that, I didn't see her for since Aaron's yeah. fundraiser show that we did in July of 19. So we went... Something that happened years. in the world, but in that yeah. time frame. So yeah. I'm not the only one who went two years without <laughs> yeah, seeing people, but seeing loved ones. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, we'll just skip over that whole fiasco. But yeah, so that, I mean, the, there's no regrets. I wouldn't change anything. But you know, you do miss people more than you thought, and people you're not able to see people as much as you thought you would. Yeah, it's crazy how years just fly by. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Biggest regret would be like Emma growing up, and you know, she's becoming a real sweetheart, and there's people not seeing it. Yeah, you know, but it is what it is. Actually, yeah. I just realized it's been 15 years since I moved back down here. So it's that's crazy to think. I remember that uh, that party in the driveway in in, oh, I know. in Worcester. Uh, that was that was one of the funnest nights too, man. Just like so many people came. You know, you're going yep. away party basically, but just you know, I, there are still pictures that go around from that. You know, you know, have Facebook memories pop up and all that, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it's just there's. 5,000 pictures from that night. They're just Every time I see them, I'm just like, man, it's so cool. Yep. It was so fun. Well, speaking of Facebook memories, I mean, you get a lot of, uh, yesterday was your birthday, so happy belated birthday. But Thank you. Thank you. I guess you have, um, you got a lot of replies you need to do to friends that you haven't <laughs> uh, talked to in probably a year. Since, yeah, since my last birthday. <laughs> see, I'm not good on Facebook, and 
social media, if it uh, wasn't for, you know, having a podcast that we're start trying to start and, you know, we're going to get back into booking comedy shows and, and doing all these things. And the fact that I live here and everybody else, you know, lives there, I wouldn't even be on it, you know, with Emma and all that. They post pictures of her. That's really all I do with it. But, and then we'll start promoting and having it for that. But there's so much bad with social media. You know, you don't want to go on and see everybody's political point of view. I don't care. I don't want to share mine and I don't want to know yours. But that's everybody mm-hmm. makes it their platform. So fine. That's what it is. But, the, you know, there's also nice things. You get to see kids kind of mm-hmm. grow up through that. And then, you know, you get a birthday and, man, you feel like a, an important person yeah. for one day. I had a, a, so many people reach out. You know, a lot of, I text and all that other stuff, too. But probably like 15 Facebook messages and a whole bunch of people posting on your wall and sharing pictures with you from back in the day. And it was crazy. Yeah. You know? I mean, you, you were like, you're I don't want to sound awkward saying this, but you're a social butterfly. So, um, you know, you used to host uh, poker tournaments. I mean, you had 30 to 40 person poker tournaments. Remember those in your backyard? You had a bunch of the fold up tables going. So uh, I've always been a planner. Yeah. I mean, you had a a flag football league going. I mean, you just kind of knew everybody in that in that town or the the, that those surrounding towns there. So it was was pretty nuts. Uh, And those are great times up there. Um, Yeah. You know, we had some pretty, pretty good sized parties and get togethers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's I, I can't imagine what your social media <laughs> friends look like with me. I, I kind of keep to myself for the most part. Yeah. And so, <laughs> it is um, a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I've always always been a planner. So and, and through that, you meet a lot of people, you know, whether it's like you said, planning poker tournaments, or football leagues or. You know, we started, like I said, booking the comedy shows and putting those things together. And, you know, we even have beer tastings. Started That started mm-hmm. with you back in the day. I just looked for any reason to. Any reason. <laughs> <laughs> we would start. Um, Actually, you got a happy. Did you get a happy birthday from Mark Norman this year? Didn't you say he would send you happy birthdays every year? Yeah, I was going I back. Know. I don't think I did this year. He's getting too big. Uh, he, he is selling Mark out. Norman is blowing <laughs> up right now. He's like huge, you know. And Joe List that he does the podcast with is right behind him, so he's getting big now. In that movie with Louis C.K. and all that, which we just saw him a few weeks ago, was, which was awesome. That, that side splitter, so it was an amazing show. And yep, yep. Yeah, I love I love going to those small venues and you know catching a, a very intimate setting. And um, you know, it's and side splitters is great in Tampa. It's you know you get a lot of good comedians that love coming down here. So and the show. The show right after us, so we did this six o'clock show, that was Mark Normand, Ari Shafir, and Joe List, with a couple like local openers or whatever. And the nine o'clock show that was pretty offensive to them because I don't think they were local openers. I, but yeah, all good. I, I don't know. I don't think I they'll hear this. If, yeah, <laughs> they're probably not going to hear this. Um, but so Bert Kreischer came out for the nine o'clock show. Yeah, and they uh, apparently they just all got on stage and roasted each other at the tail end of that show. So that would have been uh, quite the event, but it was a it was a school night, so uh, yeah. it's a Sunday night. Yeah, that was a hard Monday morning. All right, so what do you got coming up here in the near future? Anything fun? Yeah, actually, the end of this week uh, on Thursday, going to Orlando to watch the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Chili actually, peppers. Strokes too opening up. So going back to the early two thousands for a <laughs> decent band and uh, right. you know some legends that are out there. So yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, I'm not a fan of the big 
big venues and shows and what know. what where is this? Uh, I think it's Amway Camping World Stadium. So uh, Orlando has like fifteen huge stadiums, but uh, the naming rights on some of these places is so stupid. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, were you here when the amphitheater was the one eight hundred Ask Gary the amphitheater? I don't oh know if you remember God. that, but that no, I've that, heard those commercials, but that, I yeah no. That was a <laughs> even the Mid Florida Credit Union amphitheater. That's kind of goofy, but no. Remember, like when they had the one in New England, it was like Great Woods, the Tweeter know? Center, and then it became the Tweed Center. <laughs> yeah, you know, Great Woods, like that's a great name for that because it's kind of like in the middle of the woods almost and. You know, you're yep. outdoors, so it's oh, the, awesome. the centrum, <laughs> the garden. Yeah, keep it <laughs> keep it simple. We don't need these uh, Qualcomm stadiums. Mm. So dumb, you know. But I get it. If they throw ten, I mean, if someone's going to give us ten million dollars, they can call our podcast whatever they want. You know, <laughs> that sure will sell out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, looking forward to that, and then um, you know. Speaking of that, you know, in smaller smaller venues, we actually had one. It was a, a couple couple bands playing concert at a beer fest, which I thought was pretty cool. It's a good mixture. Uh, a couple years ago, less than Jake, uh, it was called uh, Dub Fest. Uh, with uh, <laughs> I don't think they're in business anymore. The uh, the brewery, no, which I don't we'll, think so. But uh, cool to see a show. Drink some J- beers. Was that J Dubs? What was the name of the? I believe it was J Dubs. And yeah, man. I don't uh, up top was the IPA that they had, right? That was that I used to just trash. Yeah, Joanna would get so uncomfortable that I would at their at their festival. You would call them out to their face. Just constantly talk about how off because I'm an IPA guy. Sorry for those people that are offended by that. <laughs> but um, are you being an IPA guy? Or yeah, you, some people okay. are so weird about oh you IPA guy, you're a psychopath. You know, <laughs> out in the beer world. Which is a probably mm. nobody knows about but me. Um, but anyway, moving on. I didn't realize there was teams like that. Dude, there <laughs> is. Know. People are like so weird about that, you know. Yeah. And again, this goes back to social media. That's how I know people post weird stuff and okay. memes that you know there'd be something crazy going on, and this dude must be an IPA guy. All right, I, I like it. So we should have a rando banter T-shirt, and on the back it says Team IPA. Team know? IPA, dude, that's awesome. We start selling merch too. You're you're genius, man. <laughs> You came up with the name of the podcast, basically, part of it anyway. Where'd you come up with rando? I'd never even heard that term before. I had to Google it, and I was like, oh, it's just short for random. Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I think I was just drinking rando beers. And rando <laughs> beers. And we can't call the podcast. Well, we, we, we could have, but we didn't. Anyway, yeah. so moving on from the, yeah, they, we had a cool Less Than Jake uh, headline both years. Um, you know, the first, <laughs> first year was awesome. It was like... Uh, was it pros versus Joe's? Pros right? versus Joe's is probably fifty professional um, uh, brewmasters. What do you call them? Brew? Yeah, breweries, <laughs> breweries like real commercial breweries. Yeah, people do. And then you had uh, yeah, fifty Joe's. And actually, yeah. I believe one of the one of the just regular guys brewing out of their garage ended up yeah. winning an, the award. Yeah, um, the home brewer, crazy, awesome beer. But then, and you know, after that festival. The music goes on, and you can only buy basically J Dub's beer after that. And Larry did not want any of that. Yeah, their their IPA was a an enormous letdown. Not good, not not good at all. And I kept telling them <laughs> that. I think you actually told them you could brew better beer yeah. <laughs> without any education on hops and in the whole, which you've, you've you've learned some more of that. So yeah. that'll be a different episode. I think I had homebrewed. 
before that. I have all the homebrewing equipment. I just haven't touched it in five years. No. Megan loves when I do that. I just make a big purchase of something. I get so into it, and then it sits in my closet for five years. <laughs> uh, although I could sell that pretty easily. I just don't want to. You'll yeah. get back into it. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest problem with homebrewing was bottling the beers because it's a mess. It takes forever. And, you know, at the end of it, you have to put, like, the little sugar tablet in, and that's what the yeast eats, and that's what carbonates it. And um, Yeah, you were close to buying a keg system, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, like, that's, if I, if back then I had, you know, a kegerator with those, like, they're actually, like, the Pepsi and Coke, uh, like, the five-gallon mini kegs, that's what most people that homebrew use that keg their beer if I had those, I would probably still be doing it to this day. So probably a good thing I don't have well, those. It's a good teaser for a later episode where um plan on hosting somebody to talk, brewing beer and Yeah, heck yeah. So. Yeah, and there's a lot that you know, a lot of people we we've got you know, we've talked about these people. We have a list a mile long of who we want to have on the show and the whole point of this is interesting conversations and interesting people and, and different topics and from all walks, walk. Oh my God, I can't talk. All, all walks, walks of life. life. <laughs> I ha- I can edit this, so no big deal. <laughs> I'm just gonna edit my every time I speak. I'm gonna edit it out, and it'll just be a podcast of you talking to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't like how this sounds. I don't like how this sounds. It was, it was all you talking. This won't last too long. <laughs> <laughs> But it's all good. I think uh, I think we're at a good point that we a good segue into actually cracking open our first beer of the day. Yeah, let's get at that, man. And then a good first episode, episode one point oh one. Yeah, man. Rando banter. We'll see you. <laughs> 